can't imagine having an episode without Boardwalk Empire. We did it once before, right? I think we skipped one, yeah. Ugh. I think we should record the whole episode like that with just trading yawns back and forth. Howdy, it's Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, and this is episode 157 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? We won this week in Ed's 33 pool, so that's pretty good. That is good. A little bit of gambling money into our pockets instead of out of our pockets, which is always a positive. We've actually gotten 33 both of the first two weeks, right? That's true. We had 33 for uh, Detroit, I think, and they lost to San Francisco in week one. Mm-hmm. And if your team loses, you do not win. That's right. Whereas I'm in a 13 pool in baseball, and the number one tiebreaker is if your team scores 13 and loses. I mean, it's funnier. If it was like the 48 pool or something, I feel like you should get double if your team loses, but... Yeah, I feel like maybe 15 years ago in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. In today's NFL, 33 is not that many points. But certainly, at some time ago, that was quite a high point total. Yeah, with Detroit, when they got to 33, San Francisco had more than 33 in, like, the third quarter. Right. So there was never any chance that we were going to win. They kind of, like, garbage-timed their way to 33. But, uh, yeah, I got it this past time. And then the, we have the Eagles this week. So put all your money on Eagles' exact score. Yes. 33. It's two for two, 100%. I think that's a significant sample size, and we can go with that. You're welcome. They may not win, but put your money on 33 exactly. Big Craig's... Stone Cold Block of the Week. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Nobody should trust any of my sports e- Eagle 33, exactly. <laughs> They're going to score like 14. Yeah. They're playing Dallas. Dallas might give up a lot of points. But Dallas does not have a good defense. No. But they do have a good offense. So they will score 33 and lose, almost certainly. We, what if we just alternate 33 and lose, 33 and win, 33 and lose? I don't think it's going to happen, so we don't have to spend too many brain cycles on it. (laughs) Too late. All right. So in 1857, we have yet more information on everyone's favorite Epsigan Lighthouse, which I have to say we did not visit, Craig, despite your earlier claims. I stared at it a lot because my room overlooked it. (laughs) The Epsigan Lighthouse was first lit on January 15th, 1857. It used a 36-plate lens made in Paris especially for the Epsigan Lighthouse. The white light shone 19.5 nautical miles out to sea. This is according to our sponsor for the episode, www.epsigenlighthouse.org. Why 19.5? Why not? 19.5. They, they couldn't get the extra 0.5? Did not have the technology, Craig. No. They would have needed 37 plate lens. Oh, it was too expensive. The return just was not there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea what a 36 plate lens is, but I'm assuming it's big. Yeah, it sounds big. And in 1957, we had a near terrible snafu. A large Air Force plane, billed as the biggest plane in the world back then, or the biggest one that was at least in use by the U.S. Air Force, uh, had to make an emergency landing at the Atlantic City Naval Air Station, which is in a Harbor Township. So this is according to app.com. I believe it was called a weird NJ or whatever when you go to the site. Yes. But the plane left Dover Air Force Base in Delaware, was headed for Europe on a nice leisurely 10 to 12 hour flight because it was extremely slow. 
to deliver three nuclear bombs and one nuclear core to somewhere in Europe, surely top secret. Shortly after it took off, two engines failed and the plane got diverted to the AC Naval Air Station, but just kept losing altitude because it was too heavy. So they had to push two of the three nukes off the plane to make it so they didn't lose the whole plane, including the one nuclear core into the ocean. Which they thought those could still explode because there is an explosion that happens, like an <laughs> yeah. initial priming explosion, which sets off the explosion in the nuclear core. So they're concerned about that, but nothing seemed to happen. So anyway, these bombs got dropped into the ocean about 100 miles off the shore of Atlantic City, but they did not detonate. And shortly after it happened, they sent out search teams to look for the bombs because they didn't want the bad guys to get the bombs because I guess there's a lot of good technology there, but no one ever found any. So who knows where they are? probably still at the bottom of the ocean yeah this is very vaguely atlantic city because none of this is actually in atlantic city it's an interesting story it is an interesting story my favorite part is that the douglas c-124 globe master 2 which was the very large airplane they used mm-hmm. was nicknamed old shaky and that's what i want taking my yeah. nuclear weapons across the atlantic ocean <laughs> <laughs> uh, put these nukes in old shaky and let's fly across the I mean, the bombs weren't primed, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Seems real good. So that's your history lesson for today. Yeah. Cold War history lesson. Kind of cross-section with aviation history lesson. So... Before we get into our trip report, I know we mentioned it last episode, but you can actually go listen to Craig's appearance on The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, which ended up being on Thursday, September 16th, not the 9th. Craig will leave a link to it in the show notes, but it's on wabcradio.com. How was your appearance? Did you embarrass yourself in any way? So I didn't embarrass myself, I didn't think, in anything I said, but my audio quality was quite embarrassing for someone who has a podcast. Don't use your cell phone. Use the VoIP app, the voiceover IP app instead. Yeah, it sounds bad. It was a mistake. What can I say? Hopefully he will have me on again so that I can correct it. All right. So you want to jump into the trip report, Craig? You can start us off. Wait, we went to Atlantic City? It did happen. Nobody got COVID that we knew of. That we know of. We probably all three just had COVID the whole time there, but... That's probably true. I mean, I did feel stomach sick the last couple <laughs> days, and that's why this episode got delayed a little bit. But that's just By my the default way, state. that was the most on-brand thing that you've ever done, so... Yeah. I was a little bit proud of you. Yeah, you can't go from, like, not drinking and not eating much food to having, like, 4,500 calories a day and having 2,000 calories of that being alcohol. Come on, Craig. What you mean to say is you can't go from not being in Atlantic City to being in Atlantic City and expect that your system will recover. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. The problem is if you just spent more time lying in your room in the fetal position in Atlantic City, you probably wouldn't have had as bad of after effects. No, I think it would have been worse. I think oh, the think? more time you lay around in the room, the worse it is. Because then you also feel bad about doing that. Mm. That's my feeling. I mean, you are an expert on this, so... I, I've put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> so we got there Friday. Uh-huh. You picked me up at the Philadelphia train station, Philadelphia yep. 30th Street. Wasn't the best traffic for me getting in there, but it was fine. Yeah, I felt a little bad about that. But we did get to make a duo, both of us, stop at Wawa, which is very rare. Did you enjoy your Wawa experience? You did not get a soft pretzel, and that was your fault. I didn't. I got Gatorade, and I got two Monster Energy drinks, oh and God. I think... That might have been part of why my stomach didn't feel right. Maybe. That whatever, zero-calorie monster watermelon, whatever. Ultra watermelon. That's what you're supposed to drink when you're hungover, I'm told. 
I suspect that didn't help anything, no. no. But pretty much we got to Atlantic City and, well, after my appearance on the Frank Morano show, someone from Tower Investments, which is what owns the showboat, reached out saying, hey, thanks for the shout out for Lucky Snake. You and Kyle can have 50 bucks each for gameplay at the Lucky Snake and $75 for the snack stand or whatever, the Atlantic City Eatery, I think it's called, the Ace. So that was our first stop, right? We went, did we even check in first? I think we checked in at Ocean and then went very yeah. quickly to the Lucky Snake Arcade and got our vouchers. So very nice gesture to give us those. Yeah. We went and ordered $50 worth of food. Well, we still have a $25 voucher. We do. When does that expire? Is there an expiration date written There's on? something written in the expiration date section, but I can't tell what it is. What did you think of the Atlantic City Eatery? I thought the wings were good. The fries I were good? I thought the french fries were good. I thought the nachos were pretty bad. I thought the potato skins were pretty bad. Is that all we had? Paul got a taco. I didn't hear his response on that. I mean, it's just snack stand food. It's fine. It's fine. It's like if you went to a baseball stadium and got it, it would be fine. The nachos, maybe. They were like a little over the top, I feel like. But <laughs> there was a lot of different types of cheese on them. There was, there was many types of cheese. There was both shredded cheese and then like the, it was like they put a plate of nachos, <laughs> yes. plate of tortilla chips, bunch of jalapenos, chicken, and then sp- sprinkled cheese on it. But then on top of that dumped like the baseball park nacho cheese on it. Yeah. Which I don't mind the baseball park nacho cheese. I'm fine yeah, It's that. fine. If I were 18, I would have thought the nachos were actively good i feel like but unfortunately i'm not unfortunately for many reasons i'm not 18 anymore i think my comment about the food at the time was if it was when we first started going to atlantic city we would have used all 75 dollars of the voucher housed all the food and talked about it like it was the greatest thing ever that sounds right but i think at 37 38 it was fine i thought the wings in particular were pretty tasty and the fries were were good so for what it was i think it was totally fine so then what about the games? I didn't end up doing too much. I actually spent most of my money just trying to get some tickets with my money instead of actually playing arcade games, probably mostly because of my age. You know, it's a place if I'm there with the family, I'll probably take the kids or whatever. I, I, there's no reason for me really to ever go back personally, like when I'm by myself. <laughs> I used my entire 50 bucks. Yeah, I still have some money left, so I can go back with the kids, play a little more if I'm there with them. I played some skee-ball, which I love. Played some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which is an absolute classic. And then I did some one one try on the crane game, and I was like, oh, this is one of those crane games where like the crane doesn't even attempt to grab the thing and did not try any of the other crane games to see if it was just that one. Played a little bit of pinball. Paul played a lot of pinball, and they had decent new Jersey Jack pinball machines, so that was cool. And then I saw those coin shooter things where you're just trying to knock the coins off of the ledge mm-hmm. and, and get more coins. And then I just was like enamored with that. That was one of the things where I was, when I was like a little kid or not, I guess not that little, but when I was a kid, those seemed like almost too, too much pushing the edge toward gambling. Like that's oh, really? not even a real game. I played so many of those when I was a kid. But I did have fun with it and like figuring it out, but it was definitely not the best use of the $50. I think the best use is just playing pinball in the old yeah. 80s arcade games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like I think if that's all I played, I would have been able to play for like two hours and have $30 left on my card. But yeah, I should have gone and walked around. They have a ton of new games. They have a lot of the Nintendo arcade games that are really hard to find. Like uh they have a Luigi's Mansion arcade machine and there was one other new Nintendo game that I saw. But the selection seems really good. To me, it did not feel that weird to just have us a, a casino floor with a bunch of video games on it. It kind of worked for me. 
But I think if the gambling was really bad and I was like staying next door or something, I would be like, okay, I'll pop over there and spend 20 bucks on some old arcade games. Just go to the ATM and take out more money and gamble. I try to avoid that. (laughs) (laughs) That's your mistake. (laughs) No, it was fine. I would go there with the family. I would not go there by myself. Which, I mean, it's like serving a purpose for Atlantic City, I think. I think it legitimately makes sense. So it was not terribly crowded. We were there Friday afternoon. I wonder no, how crowded it gets crowded. on a Saturday. It's a big space. Because I feel like if there were a lot of people in there, it would feel pretty hopping. But then you'd be annoyed that you couldn't get on games. Yes, that's mainly what I would feel. What did you get with all your tickets? Nothing. They're just all on my card. Yeah, so uh, I went to look for what I could get with my tickets after spending probably $25 on that coin shooter machine. And I believe I could get four fun packs of Skittles. That's the math that I came up with. Or some of those finger puppets from Oriental Trading. Could have probably got like six of those. So after that, we went to Ocean. Uh, I don't even know what you did. Because I went to the sportsbook to watch the Leeds draw in a terrible game against Newcastle. I came back to Ocean with you. And then I left like 10 minutes before you left to check in. While you got to Doherty's and ordered food. Yeah, so I don't know what you were doing while we were playing. While we were I watching. was gambling. <laughs> How'd that go for you? Poorly. So the gambling just right out of the gate. Bad. It was bad the whole weekend. It was... So then we went to Dockerty's, I think, one of the highlights of the trip. It was good. The happy hour, $1.25 oysters, some 6 and $7 cocktails. I got a grapefruit Cosmo. It was very vodka which is how it should be. No shame in ordering that Cosmo. I would have felt no shame either in ordering the blueberry martini, which was also special. We got two dozen oysters, two orders of broiled oysters, some lobster hush puppies. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. There's like some sort of tuna tartare or whatever oh yeah yeah the tuna poke bowl or whatever yeah sure all of it i thought was very 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 good i got a two dollar miller light you did get a two dollar miller light which is right up your alley it is i think and i know my brother said the same thing definitely someplace that we intend to return to i think it's a place my wife would enjoy a lot she seemed very jealous when i was telling her about it so i thought it was really good and it's like a great great addition to resorts to have pretty high-end dining place with the happy hour option also i thought it was really awesome no it was really fantastic i agree with everything you've said highly recommends do for a win Doherty's happy hour yeah so we were and we were on the raw bar side which is a pretty large bar so i was worried about getting in and, and finding a spot but i think we would have had no trouble getting a spot because on the others on the side of the bar that's Sort of in the hallway, if you will. <laughs> there were a ton of seats there, so we we wouldn't have any trouble getting a seat. Uh, and we got there at like 5.30 or something. We had to rush to order a bunch of stuff because the happy hour ended at 6. But Then we went down and played craps at resorts. How did that go? Poorly. My buy-in lasted a decent amount of time. Yeah, I mean, I ended up buying in like 500 or something. And... Yeah, that's not great. I mean, I bought in 300, and then I bought in 100, and then I bought in 100, I think. <laughs> it's possible I only bought in 400, but I think it was 500, and I, I certainly lost it all. Uh, there were some good rolls in there, though. I actually made a couple points, which I was happy about. The real thing to say is you actually played because you tried to just stand behind and watch me and Paul for a while <laughs> until we browbeat you into playing. That's true. You talked about going in, how you definitely wanted to play craps, and you seemed like you didn't really want to play. So my problem with like really starting the trip, and that was my first real gambling I did other than playing some video poker at the Ocean Sportsbook during the Leeds game, is that you can be down three or $400 really fast, and then it's like, ooh, that's quite the tone to set for the trip, which obviously didn't stop you. But yeah, I think I lost like 200 and, and that was not ideal. <laughs> but it was still fun, and the crew at resorts was fantastic. I always think the crews at resorts are very good. I think they're my favorite in Atlantic City. So. Yeah, super, super friendly. Knew how we were betting. 
Paul was doing, and I, I was also doing, it was a $15 table doing like 15, 20, 25 on the odds, depending on what the point was. And Paul was doing a ton of combats and he would not put the odds up and the guy would just immediately say, oh, you want this amount of odds, right? And just like get it immediately. So he picked up on that quick. That was cool. I think after that was Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. We walked down there. That's right. And I ordered some ridiculous blue concoction with vanilla foam on top that tasted fine but was not the right thing for my stomach i have to say it's just all sugar it didn't look great just order a beer at tennessee avenue beer hall they have a huge list just we order did a definitely beer. play some video <laughs> poker at resorts too before we left oh that's true just, we did play some yeah. bonus poker yeah order beer beer is good at tennessee avenue beer hall pretty good band i thought at tennessee avenue beer hall out, outside too they were fine um, and then we went to the view at claridge which was very windy it was extremely windy uh, and pretty unimpressive, I think. I was hoping for more, but it is what it is. I got an $8 beer in kind of a small plastic cup. I got a Woodford, which was 15 bucks, but the pour was very generous. It was definitely a good pour for you. So I've been twice. Once I went up just to look at it and see it with my wife, and we kind of decided, like, this is not really for us. I thought maybe with our group it would be better. And the view is fantastic. That has to be said. But... It's just not really the vibe for me at all. Like, I could see myself sitting at the inside portion where it's just kind of a, a standard bar, but there's so many dive bars in Atlantic City that I would rather sit at. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think I, I didn't come away with a great feeling about it either. So All apologies to Justin S. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Justin. We tried. Then we strolled back toward Ocean, Ocean and made a critical stop at the Steel Pier Pizza for a late night slice. It was good. It was quite good. So thank you, Amy S. Rosenberg, for your ranking, your high ranking of the Steel Pier Pizza. I believe it was third on the list. It was very good. We planned to go to this second ranked thing on her list, which was down near Tropicana. We did not go. Yeah. We were pretty well fed, I think, throughout the trip. Yes. So then you went back to resorts. Paul and I went back to Ocean. What did you do at resorts after we went to Ocean? I played video poker for a while and lost more money and then went upstairs and watched the end of the Maryland game and went to bed. Paul and I went in search of decent drinks. Mm-hmm. Paul was like not having anything at the Claridge. He was like, no, I want no, to yeah. have a thing at the view. So we went to Villain and Saint and I got a beer on tap and Paul got a cocktail. He said his cocktail was practically undrinkable. Uh, and I, my beer, this is the second time in a row I've gone to Villain and Saint and ordered a beer. And it's pretty clear that the keg is like way past its prime. So I like Villain and Saint. I like the vibe. I like the food. But I have to say, stick with their vast bottle selection if you're going to order from there. And <laughs> don't venture into the, the cocktails or a beer that probably doesn't get a lot of turnover. Like, it's one thing if you're getting some standard IPA that they probably sell a lot of. But I was ordering some Belgian beer that I guess they don't sell a lot of because the keg definitely seemed very old. And then I think that was it. I think after that, we went to bed. I'm trying to think if I got some late night snack. I'm sure I did. To, you know, make myself feel sick, but yes. can't remember what it was. <laughs> Nothing beats hard, hard Rock Gelato. That's that's the prime place you want to go if you want to feel sick. Yeah, I mean, well, we had the pizza. That was pretty late. The pizza was good, though. The pizza was good. Oh, the idiotic thing I did was, like, I went to the sportsbook bar at, at Ocean when I was already like, I should just go to bed and put $100 into a video poker machine and had maybe the worst video poker session of my entire life. Oh, no. I, my video poker session probably beat you. Oh, I'm sure, because you play higher level than I do. Right. So I put $20 in, and I was playing a dollar, so $5 to spend. 
and it lasted for a while or whatever and i ended up losing it and then it was like one of those things i opened up my wallet and put in another hundred and i don't think it was 20 spins exactly <laughs> this is bonus <laughs> oh, this is rough. the full this is full pay bonus poker at at resorts so eight five bonus poker but it, yeah it wasn't quite 20 spins in a row but it was pretty close to it like i probably had jacks or better like twice maybe it was probably like 22 23 spins for me to lose that hundred but it was legitimately the worst video poker session I've had. Yeah, it, it was the it was definitely the fastest I had ever lost a hundred dollars on twenty five cent video yeah. poker, which is just like that a tw- hundred dollars on twenty five cent video poker should last you a while. Uh, so that was surprising and sucked and a bad way to end the night. So then Saturday, did you go for a run on the boardwalk with Paul, or did Paul just go? Alone? No, I went with Paul. Paul texted me. He said he wanted to go for a run. I said I'd, I'd join him. Uh, I did not nearly go as far as Paul did. But yeah, I did my first run in several years, I think. It was like a mile and a half, which is not terribly impressive. <laughs> at a not terribly impressive pace, but eh, I did it. I survived. I was rolling back and forth in the bed trying to get more sleep at this point. <laughs> um, I will credit the ocean curtains for being very... Yeah, blackout. I, I will say it seemed like you did not have a good trip in terms of sleep. No, no, my sleep was rough. And then you went and got a massage, right? I got a massage at resorts. Uh, same dude as last time. It was good. It was nice. It's I think probably like fifty percent of the price of an ocean massage. So it was nice. I looked a little bit more into what they have. The whirlpool still closed. There still is a steam room and a sauna and stuff though. So if you want to spend some time in there, you probably can. But. I just basically got the massage and got in and out. Shaved in there. They had, you know, whatever, yeah. shaving kits. But So your praise of the resort spa back to its previous levels, sky high. Uh, I mean, it's nice that they have some amenities. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not very. It's not nice like Upshur Oceans is, which I've never been to, or Borgata or whatever, but it's fine. Yeah, Oceans is just beautiful. Paul and I got cappuccino, which is, well, we got stuff from the cappuccino for breakfast at Ocean. I just got a giant Danish which was actually not amazing. It was a little dry. But the coffee at Cafe Chino, which is the newish coffee shop in the ocean behind the lobby bar, was very good. And there's something about having that there with a bunch of seating that really livens up the ocean lobby. Like there's just always people ordering from the coffee shop and always people sitting there. Whereas I feel like there are a lot of times where you get up to the lobby and it just feels like so much space and so few people. So... That was a weird thing that I would not have thought would be a major upgrade to Ocean, but that Paul and I both went to multiple times and also kind of gives the uh, the lobby a little bit more to it. And it's 24 hours, so that's nice. So I expect if I got something on Friday night, which I don't remember, it was from there. But again, I don't remember. They have donuts and stuff, so maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like something you would do. Yeah. No toasted coconut this trip, though. Mm. Disappointing. No Duncan. You were in resorts. You had every opportunity. That's true. Uh, we went to Vagabond for lunch, hopped in the car, and went out to Vagabond. I thought Vagabond was great. I know you seemed like you were in really bad shape in Vagabond. <laughs> you did not eat very much of your burger at all. My food was absolutely fantastic. I ate every single bite, and uh, everything I got was good. My beer was good. I don't know. I thought Vagabond was definitely one of the highlights. Yeah, the pizza was good that you got. Uh, the burger was good. So, yeah, I would definitely go back to Vagabond. I, I was saying Vagabond would be great. And you're right. You know, I didn't eat a ton of my food because I was not <laughs> in the mood. But it would be a great place to hit on the way out of town if you're leaving midday on a Saturday or Sunday and just go to lunch and, and grab some stuff and then have a big greasy lunch and head home. No, I I would hate that. I would never do that personally. That's not what I want before <laughs> three and a half hours of driving. But You don't want just like a giant greasy... Just to like put me to sleep. No, I don't. Yeah, it's perfect. 
No, that is what I want. Uh, yeah, I agree. Vagabond, I'm glad we finally went. I would definitely go again. It was very good. Highly recommended. And then I think we went back to Ocean and gambled, but I don't really yep. remember at all what we played. I think I played I have some no hiding. idea what, what you and Paul were doing, but I played Pygao for a couple hours. Uh, yeah, I didn't play any Pygao this trip. No Pygao poker, no Pygao tiles. You also had a miserable Pygao tiles oh, session. Oh, my, my Pygao was unbelievable in the trip. I, I don't know exactly how much I lost. It was probably like $1,000, $1,200, and maybe like total four hours of Pygao, which seems just impossible oh at $25 a hand. That's Yeah, that, it seems legitimately like, impossible. Like, how many, how many hands of Pygao are there an hour? Like 50, maybe? Six, Six hands. So it's like 200 hands of Pygao, and I would lose... 40 of them 40 more than i win i mean it sounds like so statistically improbable when i say it like that but no I, it seems I impossible i don't think yeah. i've ever i don't know that i've ever had a pie gal tile session where i was not like plus or minus four units at the end of it like it just seems it's so slow for one thing uh, yeah yeah it's just crazy i can't imagine having it's that bad of a run i definitely so have pie gal poker where i've like it's gone badly but oh really see pie gal poker it should be way lower probability of because there's way more pushing in pie poker yeah no but i don't I, I think once i just had a session where i was like wow i'm just losing all these hands and like pushing and any hand that was a result i lost but who knows maybe that was back when you know losing 100 bucks seemed bad that was it was a historically bad run at pie tiles for me this trip uh so we drove to trop you checked in the check-in process was a hot mess as it tends to be at the tropicana wasn't entirely the best but uh, once we we had to actually go down to the lobby or whatever and check in, the desk at the Havana Tower was not open for some reason, even though it was Saturday. Like, if it was ever going to be open, it should have been right then. But, you know, <laughs> had to go to the main lobby and check in. Uh, tried to use the machines, just didn't work. Uh, my room was very nice. I have to actually say both my rooms were pretty nice. The Ocean Tower room was good, too. Yeah, our room at Ocean was nice. I mean, it's just the classic Ocean room. We were on the 26th floor, I think. The view was amazing. It was actually the view away from the rest of the casinos. So we got to see, you know, the inlet and the lighthouse. And that was very cool because I've never had that view. But I do have to say the upkeep on the Ocean rooms is not amazing. Like one thing I'll say for Hard Rock is every time I've gone into a Hard Rock room, I feel like the room is in great shape and it cleaned extremely well. And the last few times I've stayed in Ocean, there's just like little obvious things that you'd think are easy to clean, like hair on the floor in the bathroom or like I had to like get some tissues and wipe down the seat because there were just crumbs all over the, the seat at the desk. Um, so that was kind of annoying. But otherwise, you know, the rooms at Ocean are amazing. So once you get past mm-hmm. that, it was fine. Uh, oh, and the room smelled of weed. That's another thing. Oh, I mean, that's but normal. that's just going to be every hotel in, in AC, I think. It's just almost unavoidable. So anyway, we eventually got checked in. Uh, I think we did a bit of gambling. Uh, actually, did we? I think Paul and I went to Cuba Libre while you were checking right. in. I checked in, and I went upstairs, and I went out to Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> to get a tea, like a Rebel at 5 p.m. or whatever, having a green tea. But oh my goodness. That's what you do when you're on vacation, I guess, being wild. Should have got toasted coconut donut. Uh, no, just just the tea. Yeah, anyway, I came back. You guys were like, hey, we're at Cuba Libre or whatever. Like, come on in. And I tried to go in, and I was stopped at the door being like, oh, no, you can't take outside food or drink in. And I was like, my friends are in the bar. Like, they're right there. And they're like, no, no. Zero people were in there, but I was denied entry. So yeah. I did not go to Cuba Libre. <laughs> so instead, I went back and played more tiles and lost. Uh, this This story is not terribly surprising to me, but... I know both you and Paul were incredulous. I I was, yeah, 
I mean, you live in New York City. There might be more of that there or no, whatever. Yeah, but... absolutely. Like, outside food and drink is just not... If you're trying to walk into a bar with, like, a big coffee or something, they're going to be like, get the hell out of here for the That's most part. Hard, like, a coffee? Like, it's hard for me to believe. Like, half of bars don't even sell coffee, so it's not even competing with anything that they can give you. Right, plus, like, if you're going to order a drink, like... Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought if it's like full or whatever, like fine. It makes some sense then. But it was empty. It wasn't empty. The bar was pretty crowded. There was a seat next to us and that was the open seat. Well, I don't know. It (laughs) it looked like there were plenty of tables available. Yeah, the tables were empty. The tables were absolutely empty. Okay. My drink at Cuba Libre, I got a fancy mojito with Havana Club that was very good. Paul got three different sipping rums, Diplomatico sipping rums. He said they were very good. Uh, he tried to go back later to get another drink while we were gambling. And that was after it had become club time at the Cuba Libre. And they were like, you can't go in if you're not doing the club stuff. And he was like, I just want to go in and buy a drink and leave. And they were like, no. So there's a lot of no at the Cuba Libre. There's a lot of no- rules, <laughs> regulations, that stuff you can do. But I would, I, the food smelled amazing, by the way, at Cuba Libre and the drink was good. So I would go back despite the rules. I would just abide by the rules and it would be fine. There is a great Cuban restaurant. Did you know this, Craig, in Burtonsville? Is there really? Yeah. Well, seeing as I live closer to Atlantic City than Burtonsville, Maryland. But you didn't always. I think that restaurant's been there a long time. It's very good. Anyway, getting back to things that our listeners actually care about. uh, After Cuba Libre and after I lost more money at Tiles, we walked down to Rife. So it was a very nice walk. We ended up in... A part of Atlantic City that, you know... The nice part of Atlantic City, which seemed more like Ventnor to me, but I think is still actually Atlantic City. It, it almost looked like Ocean City, New Jersey to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it looked like a nice beach town. And then went to Rife. We were in the corner, not very many people in Rife when we got there. Nope. <laughs> it was like six o'clock when we got there because we were early for our reservation. Uh, so then we got, I think we all got beers. Is that right? And I certainly would have. So what did you get for food? I don't remember. You had oh my scallops? Goodness. Yeah, I had the scallops. Paul had tuna. I had salmon. That's that right? right. Yes, correct. Yes, done. Scallops are excellent. Yeah. Salmon no, no, was good. My yeah. Salmon was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm glad that we went because it was something that I've had my eye on for a long time. I'd say for me, Doherty's and Vagabond, I'd put it a level above Rife. But I know that the food is probably better at Rife than either of those other two. So, but that's not really what I care about. My one thing about Rife is starting from the casinos, it's a little hard for me to justify making that trip instead of I mean, going to someplace closer. It's easier to get to Rife than Vagabond, I think. Oh, that's definitely true. <laughs> very different atmospheres, very different food, though. So, like, for similar style of food, I would probably just go someplace in one of the casinos, which is it's a sad thing to say. Should be getting out of the casinos and going to local establishments, but I do agree. I I feel like you can have something similar for like probably a little bit more money at a casino, but all in all, it it may not be worth it to make the trip down to Rife unless you want to do the walk and want to see what there is and want to support a local business. Which all those things I think are good things, and you should want to do them. I mean, the food was good. It was good. And it was good was too. Good. The walk. The I thought the walk was neat. Yeah, yeah. No, I I enjoyed going down there. I'm not going to run to do it again though. What about Chelsea Pub and Inn? Are you definitely going to do that again? I don't know how you and Paul feel, but I really enjoyed the Chelsea Pub and Inn. So <laughs> there were very few people there. Yes, and they were all the most local people ever yeah. that were there. I think we were the only people there who actually had to state our order out loud. Yes, everyone else just showed up and they were handed whatever it is that they're That's given. Right. I mean, that one guy there while we were there had like five Coors Lights in the time we were there, and they were just brought to him magically. Yeah. So 
The best, of course, was the guy who showed up in his Caesar Steeler uniform. Yes. Could not be bothered to change and just sat down and had, what was it, a beer, a whiskey? It was and like a, a beer and a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> something like that just delivered to him. It's right there. And that, that guy's my hero. Like, I don't know. Incredible. I can't imagine working in a casino in Atlantic City. And then just go into the Chelsea and get in, getting your drinks handed to you as soon as you show up. That's the life. That's how I want to retire. <laughs> that was, it was good. It was definitely amazing. Super friendly bartender. Yeah, she was nice. Classic dive bar, like classic Atlantic City dive bar. It's like everything I want in a bar, I think. I, I could totally see myself if I was staying at Trop, going to. Yeah. Tony's Baltimore Grill and Chelsea Pub in the same night. Yeah. I, I think I will go there next time I stay at Trop. Yeah, I think we've done a good job going to some of the like random bars, Chelsea Pub and Inn. Yeah, we've last two we've gone to Ducktown and Chelsea. So yeah, and I love them both. And then Vagabond, which is not a dive bar, like it's a big sports bar. But went back to Trop, played some craps. You and I teamed up to play some craps. Yeah, we did okay. We actually won money at a game, which I didn't actually know was possible, but we did it. Fifty bucks each. Yeah, fifty bucks each. I really liked the team up craps as someone who the p- placing of the bets makes me nervous. My track record in shooting is bad, which I know is just random. But not too random. Yeah, because I didn't set the dice. <laughs> not, I wouldn't say it's as random as bubble craps, but. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I actually really like that because I think you and I mostly bet the same bets on craps. You just bet a little higher. So, like, mm-hmm. teaming up, like, we're basically mostly playing the same bets. You buy the four and the ten, which I never do. Yeah, man. Got to buy the four and the ten. No, it was perfect. I thought that that was great, and I would definitely do it again. I don't know if you only were willing even to do that because no. it was going bad, or if that's something either you do in the future, but... Yeah, anytime you want to go halves with me on craps or whatever, feel free to ask. I'm sure I'll be fine with it. Yeah, I think for me, for my, like, risk-averse ass, it's really perfect. Like, it's a perfect way for me to get into the craps game without feeling like, oh, if this goes wrong, I could be out 300 bucks in 15 yeah. minutes. So, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I mean, of course, winning money was... Yeah. A big help. But the crew at Trop was also good, I thought. It was a, another very good crew, yeah. I actually, I like the dealers at, at Trop in general. I always sort of have. Like, my problems with the gaming at Trop have not been with the dealers, I don't think. So when we were at the craps table, the, the waitresses were around a lot, I thought, at the craps table. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been no trouble to get a drink. We then yep. moved to video poker machines yeah, where you can bad. order from the machine and it took an unbelievable amount of time to get a drink from. And that's where I made the mistake for the night. <laughs> Strawberry daiquiri with whipped cream. With whipped cream I got yes. the same thing. Mine took like 45 minutes to come out. That's well, I had yeah. That's how you can tell that the night is going sideways for me. <laughs> that you ordered the strawberry daiquiri. I mean, I, if I'm at a Caesar's property, I, I feel like I have to. But yeah, it's true. It is like yeah. the Caesar's. I feel like order from the machine drinks. Just, yeah, it's a classic. They have the drink-o-meter now, like the count-up to when you can order another drink. That's incredibly generous. I think it was one spin for me, gave me a drink. Yeah, it's it's five bucks coin in. Mm-hmm. So if you're at a 50-cent slot machine, it's 10 spins. If you're at a you know penny slot machine where it's 50 cents, it's 10 spins. What, playing a dollar twenty-five, it was four spins. Every spin was 25%. But the drink took so long, it didn't matter. Like, I yeah. just, <laughs> I was so frustrated. Um, and it's especially like I'm sitting there and it's like, I would have stopped by now, but I want, I want this daiquiri. I need the strawberry daiquiri with whipped cream. So I didn't stop. And then I was down more. And then like right when it came, I hit the button again and I hit a four of a kind. And it got me back to up to only down 20 on the machine. So I was like, oh, okay. It's not too bad. 
I also had to listen to Penn State fans celebrating the whole time at the sports book, which was right next door, and that just, yeah. you know, ruins my whole night anytime I have to hear Penn State fans. So oh. they beat Auburn. They did beat Auburn. <laughs> I did make a couple of sports bets. I bet on Maryland to beat Illinois, which I did win, barely, and I bet on Arizona State to beat BYU, which I Ooh. absolutely did not win. No, that did so. not go well for you. No. So what did you do after we left because we went and strolled back to Ocean? I lost my think I gambled a little bit more. <laughs> the night's a bit hazy at this point, but... Uh, I, I know I went up fairly early. I watched some of the Arizona State game, but I didn't. I don't think I made it to the end because that game didn't kick off till ten thirty or yeah, something. It was so crazy late. I think nights in Atlantic City are pretty much BSD and ASD for strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, that's, and that's how it goes. Daiquiri, and it's very hard to, to remember anything ASD. Paul and I walked all the way back to Ocean. The Stewarts was open. The stewards on the board. Oh my goodness. And did you get a, like a root beer float or whatever? I didn't because that just had oh, gas God. written all over it. Craig. <laughs> I mean, your night, you knew you were going to be ruined anyway. That's you may true. as well have gotten a root beer float. I actually felt fine on Sunday. I actually made the decision to not order any late night food and it shockingly didn't feel horrible the next day. No toasted coconut donuts. Didn't get a big Danish from the cappuccino. <laughs> didn't get gelato from Emperor's no. Essentials or whatever. It's Taza. Uh, ta- yes, of course. Kara's and the Caesars. Not tempers, no. yes. So Paul and I went to the 1927 Lounge. So like this sort of back area with the club and the dancers is closed. Now they've made the video poker bar a lounge with live music. We listened to some of the live music. They have a bar with alcohol, but I asked for a couple things, and the bartender was like, I can't make that. And I'm not asking for crazy shit here. I was like, can you make an old-fashioned? And he was like, uh, no. So that was weird. So I just got a gin and tonic. It was comped because I was playing video poker. They've boarded up like the stage where the girls used to walk around, like the catwalk. That's all just boarded up now. Disappointing. Devastating. So it's a little weird that, you know, that was like the 1927 speakeasy lounge. There was a bar back there with decent drinks. And now it's just like any video poker bar, which the video poker was not terrible. I think I looked it up. It was like 90, almost 98% on double, double bonus at a, at the video poker bar. And then that was it. I think I went up to bed after that. Oh, and maybe I played some Buffalo because they have a lot of different Buffalo games at Ocean. I really appreciate that. And then I went up to bed. Mm. And then at I think about 2.45 in the morning, an incredibly loud alarm started going off in our room with a message that repeated every three seconds saying, attention, attention, an emergency has been reported in this building. Do not use this emergency exits or the elevators. Further instructions are coming. And that just constant for like 20 minutes. So then you're really awake and on edge, really hoping that I would not have to actually dress myself and walk down the stairs from the 26th floor of ocean. And then it stopped. By that point, you're like, I'm a little skeptical of this just stopping. Like, that doesn't seem great. And then maybe 10 minutes later, somebody came on and said, sorry, it's a false alarm, blah, blah. And at this point, it's like 3.20 in the morning. So that was rough because I was like, I already am so sleep deprived. But then I, after that, I slept fine and woke up at like 9.15. Wow. Good job, Craig. Uh, and felt way, way better. So yeah, didn't totally ruin my night, but yeah, not the best thing. Getting more than like one hour of sleep is better. I think I got less than three hours of sleep the first night, maybe a little more than three hours of sleep. And that was just bad. So I'm still like so tired from just trying, trying to recover from the lack of sleep, but it's now whatever, four days later. What I have no way I didn't see you after that. What did you do on Sunday? I woke up and I took a shower and I checked out and left pretty much. I was I was out the door by nine. So no pancakes. 
No, I did not have pancakes, no. I was like, oh no, Kyle's gonna have texted saying like, are yep. you guys coming for pancakes? Nothing. No message. I mean, I had to get out by 9 and I'd woke up at 8.30 or something, so I, I literally just jumped in the shower and left. Yeah, we woke up, went to Heyday, drove to Heyday actually, which meant we paid for parking <laughs> twice because we drove back to Ocean after that to get our stuff. <laughs> it's not very far away. <laughs> no, we could have walked. Oh, except we were, the checkout time was getting a little close, so we were worried about the timing. Heyday coffee, I thought my coffee was good. Went back to Ocean, played some slots, played some South Park slots. The South Park slots is like going back to where these, the bonuses are like games. The bonuses are not just free spins or balls that lock in place. It's actually like stupid games with cutscenes and stuff. So Paul was really into that. And it was fun. I got one of the bonus games once and it was really funny. It was like Stan from South Park doing some ski competition and you're trying to avoid the obstacles to get to the end and you get some big bonus if you get to the end. Big meaning like five bucks if you're only betting 50 cents. But it starts with a wheel spin. Three of my four wheel spins were a buck fifty, a buck fifty, and two bucks. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, you get excited to get the bonus, and then the wheel spins, and you're like, one dollar and fifty cents, three times your bet. So, that was a big downer for me, but otherwise, like, a pretty fun game. Um, I would definitely play it again. So, that's my one slot review for the entire trip. South Park slots. And I know that Vinny from 7out needs his license slots, so there's one at the ocean for him. What'd you do after that? Hopped in the car, went to Borgata after paying another $10 second time <laughs> to get out of ocean. Went to Borgata Park, where it's only $5 to park, and walked around, played some full-pay video poker. I won $80 just very quickly at $0.25 cent max bet video poker, which was very nice. Like, always a good way to go out. Just win a little bit of money, just be like, oh yeah, I can win. It's good. And then we went looking for some food. We kind of wandered around. We thought maybe we'd sit at the sports book, but obviously that was like right before the NFL games were starting. So they were like, yeah, you need a reservation. That's never going to happen. Went down to the marketplace where the food court is, but it seemed sort of drab and like any food court, which is not the best way to end your trip. So we ended up sitting at Long Bar, which was totally fine. Got some sliders. Paul got a pizza. I had a Sam Oktoberfest, and then we hopped in the car and went to Philadelphia, where I got on the train and went home. And that is that. So, I mean, how'd the trip go? I thought it was good. We I did thought a it was lot really good. of stuff. Yeah, it was really, really good. I think it was one of the, the best trips we've had in a while. Minus the gambling. Yeah, minus the gambling. The gambling was a disaster. I mean, my gambling was not horrible by the end of it. It started bad, and then I just paced myself uh. a lot for the rest of the trip. Well, I was, like, going out of my way to try to be a bit more conservative. Like, last time, or two times ago, like, the pandemic time, March of 2020, I got killed. But it was because I was playing slots the whole time, where you're just going to get killed sometimes. But this time, it was, like, all at tiles. And That's so, so it was weird. like, I went out of my way to, to try to pace myself, and it just, it didn't happen, so. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on a rough run, in terms of, at least in terms of Lanny City. I think, did you have a win at Horseshoe, at least? Oh, when I went a couple weeks ago? No, I, yeah. I lost a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, you're on a rough one. You ah. are truly due for a win. Due for a win, yeah. It happens. I mean, it happened to me before, too, if you remember. And then I won $3,000 when Dr. Mike came to MGM. So so we did a ton of non-gambling stuff. We talked about all of it. We don't need to rehash it. How much did poor gambling lead to doing more non-gambling new stuff? Probably some for me. Like, I want to make more of our future trips like this, I think. 
independent of how the gambling's going. I mean, if gambling's going fantastic or whatever, like maybe I'll skip dinner or something one night <laughs> and just keep gambling. But no, I think it was good. I think it was good. And like, yeah, poor gambling probably had a lot to do with it. I will say specifically for me, after like Friday was rough and I woke up Saturday and I was like, do I really want to get this massage? Eh. And I'm like, whatever. It's a way to spend an hour for a hundred bucks or whatever. And I'm like, realistically, that's much cheaper than what is going to be at the tables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing, having done all of the non-gambling stuff, I sort of feel like there's stuff that I would revisit and spend more time at. Because it did feel like we bounced around very quick. Like even Docker News, we were like in and out pretty fast. Chelsea mm-hmm. Pub, in and out really fast. Feeling, feeling like I have more time to just go and sit at one of the dive bars or sit at, mm. you know, Vagabond or wherever and, and eat or, or drink and just hang out for a little bit would be nice. Although I think I probably would only need, you know, 15 more minutes at any of those places and then be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> for me, I thought, I thought how, how long we spent at places was good. So, but I don't like lingering. So yeah, I'm definitely obviously more of a linger than you are. Yes. It was my first time at the Trap in a while. Had you been recently? Because you stay there fairly regularly. Not super recently. I certainly haven't been there since before the pandemic. But yeah, I used to stay there all the time, obviously. So I, I thought that people said their sports book was not great. It seemed to me the sports book was pretty big and, and reasonably yeah, nice. I think it was fine. The 10 North Lounge seems decent. I only sort of looked around it. Uh, like we said, the Craps crew was solid. And then the big takeaway for my brother was cocktail frustrations after 10 p.m. when the restaurants closed. His comment to me after was that he needs to do more planning to figure out where he can get a decent drink at the various casinos at various times. And the quote was, feels like trying to time a solar eclipse being at the right place at the right time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He he was complaining that a lot of like the restaurants that do mixed drinks close at like 9 or 10 or whatever. And he's seemed nonplussed about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in Vegas, any video poker bar can make right. all the classic drinks. And a lot of them have, like, signature drinks that are interesting. I mean, especially Cosmo, you know, the Chandelier bars have great drinks. But I feel like I've gone to random video poker bars at Mandalay Bay, and uh, I haven't been at Bally's, but I know people talk about their old-fashioned, and it's very good. So, like, you can go to these bars and get a decent drink, whereas, like, you can go to a video poker bar in Atlantic City and just get like a blank stare when you ask for some re- relatively common drink, which is very funny. The Hard Rock Center Bar, I think, you know, I I went and just said, this was like five trips ago, what's good that I can get comped? And the bartender was like, I can make you a Bullet Rye Manhattan. I was like, that'd be perfect. And I just drank Bullet Rye Manhattans. And that's like an, a very good drink. Why are it's not every video poker bar like that? I don't know. Everyone has Miller Lite, so I'm... I'm- consistently happy that's true Coors light miller's light miller light miller's light last comment are we doing a marina trip next time or will we just stay wherever is comped i have a free room booked on october 29th october 29th i think that's friday right at the borg sounds right can't imagine i'll be able to go on october 29th so enjoy your board room come on man it's your birthday trip that's true you will be 38 years old. What is a more fitting birthday to celebrate than that one? Yeah. I mean, assuming that we're going again off season, which seems highly likely, I think we could make Marina work. Although we always say that. Nah, I think it'd be cool to do that. I think that's also a good out of season thing to do. I have so many memories of just driving through the empty Harris parking lot in like December or whatever and being like, wow, I'm really the only car here. <laughs> but these are good memories though. Yeah. So. 
Borgata, walking around Borgata, though, what a way to end the trip. Just because if you haven't spent any time at Borgata the whole trip and you've been there for 48 hours and then you're like, oh, yeah, I do remember. Borgata's really, really nice. So I would like to spend more time at Borgata. All right. I need to get those My Vegas rooms. Any last thoughts on the trip? It was a good trip. And in, in many ways, I think it's, I feel like a bit reinvigorated about Atlantic City now, even though the gambling was completely garbage, <laughs> as it has been the last few yeah. times. Yeah, I'm so happy with all the not, like the new stuff we did. I, I say non-gambling, but like even the stuff we did in the casinos, like Dockerty's, I thought was great. Cuba Libre, I thought was good, except for the, the rules, all the rules <laughs> of the Cuba Libre. Uh, you know, it's Cuba. There are a lot of rules in Cuba. Yes, known for its rules. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you guys very much. There's going to be no news this episode, no Boardwalk Empire. We'll get back to, to normal next episode. But if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for a win dot com. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions and we might read them on air to do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? AC is awesome. AC is great. You should go. Everyone should go. You, you being both Craig and you being the listener. That's true. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys in, in a week or two and I hope you have a good one and uh, stay safe, everyone. What are you going to do with all your sweet PayPal money? Are you going to buy that Atlantic City mug on eBay? Probably, yes. It's like getting some of your gambling money back. You got money that we totally forgot about from the summer. And then you got those resort fees, which you surely paid with a credit card. Like, that's just into some pool that you pay at the end of the month. Has nothing to do with anything. Now you've got sweet, sweet PayPal money that you can use for all sorts of Atlantic City swag on the eBay. Swig, 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 swig.